today. What's the telephone number? 756-8300. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It is presented by Acres Station, local grown pork, beef, fresh and smoked sausage, Acres Station Meat Farm, Highway 32 in Pinetown, Doug Henry Chevrolet Buick and GMC in Farmville, and Doug Henry Ford in Aden. You pay more if you didn't get yours at Doug Henry. Also buy Pair Customs, superior boats with an affordable price in both 21 and 24 feet center console. Get your next boat the way you want Pair Customs. I want to congratulate really quickly before we get into the ECU stuff here, the Conley uh, Volleyball, Rose Volleyball. I'm sure Ben will have something more on this, but they both lost in the regional finals last night. And that was uh, a pretty good run for both of those teams. Conley was trying to go up a classification and get back to the state final and play for the championship game, which just is crazy. I believe they're the top seed, too, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And then Rose uh, was... Back in the 3A regional again, in the final again for the second straight year. It's just crazy. Uh, and I think Rose got a pretty young team. So, uh, hey, congratulations to them both. All right, ECU Temple coming up on Saturday. It'll be a 3 o'clock kick. We'll be on the air at 12 noon with our Pirate Game Day countdown for Bush Light. Noon until 2. Uh, ben, what cut we have here first? Uh, we're going to start with Tyler Snead talking about the keys to victory against Temple. Yeah, you know, just win the point of contact, I would say. You know, they always pride themselves on Temple Tough, and, and that's how they play. And so we know what kind of game it's going to be. But uh, if we can win the point of contact and be, be more dominant, then I think we'll put ourselves and have a pretty good shot. All right, Ben, what else we got? Tyler Sneed talked about winning the turnover battle after three turnovers in their last game against USF. Yeah, you know, just – Yes, sir. I mean, last week, you know, turnovers kind of hurt us, and I, I was a, a part of that, and I need to get better with that. But uh, I think every game, you know, if you look back at them, turnovers have kind of been the main thing that that kills us and kills our drives because we do feel like we can move the ball, and our defense has done a great job all year stopping people. I mean, they, they play phenomenal. So, you know, just offense getting better. You know, I, I think if we play our game, we'll be good. All right, and then we have Fernando Fry taking a week-by-week approach. If you look at our past years, you've seen that we've played significantly better week by week. And that just comes with, you know, the consistency of working together and learning the system. And, like, um, you know, defenses change here and there. As Coming from an offense perspective, they change here and there. But nothing's really too much different. You just kind of learn from the last week before that, like, how are they different? Are they four down front, three down front? And you just kind of see how they line up. And it's easier to learn as the season goes on. And I think for all the other positions, it's the same way. So I think that's why we get better throughout the season. Hang on. This is today's Pirate Report. Intern Courtney, because I don't have a a screen in front of me with the sheet, is narrating you through the cuts right now. What do we have now, Courtney? Next we have Barry on their Temple Scouting Report. Miles Barry. Miles Barry. Yes, Miles Barry. All right, here we go. Yeah, Temple is definitely still a physical team and and very uh, big uh, downhill uh, offense, especially. Um, so, you know, we have to make sure we're physical and we match their energy and um, outmatch them, honestly, and at the point of contact. And that's what, what we'll need to do to be successful this week. That is today's 
Pirate Report. Again, uh, we'll be on the air Saturday at 12 noon for Pirate Game Day Countdown. Uh, looking at a low tonight of 44. I was cold all day today. I was just cold. It was freezing. Oh, uh, was cold. And then uh, I, tomorrow looking at a 60% chance of rain and a high of just 50 degrees, and we may not make it there. All right, uh, let us go to Ben now, and then we'll have Stan Cotton on. But uh, here is Ben Byron with a 94.3 The Game sports update. Thanks, Patrick. We start from the NFL. A lot of stories to talk about. We start with the Panthers. As Christian McCaffrey is designated to return from injured reserve, and he can play Sunday against the Patriots, but it's a matter of getting him back to practice. The Panthers have a 21-day window to get him back to practice. Matt Rule claims that they won't overwork McCaffrey if he returns this Sunday, and that they plan to spread the workload like they did against Atlanta. Meanwhile, following his release, more details emerged from Henry Ruggs' deadly DUI accident. It's reported that Ruggs was going 156 miles per hour seconds before the crash. Saints receiver Michael Thomas announced earlier today that he'll be out for the rest of the season due to a setback in recovery when it came to rehabbing his ankle. And Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 after claiming that he was immunized to the media. Former ECU quarterback Kurt Benker also got COVID with the Packers, which leaves former first-round pick Jordan Love to start Sunday against the Chiefs. For Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves finished off the Astros in Game 6 last night to win their first World Series since 1995. Braves ace Max Fried was dominant last night. He mowed down six 16 out of 19 strokes faced for six scoreless innings. But the MVP of the series was Jorge Soler, who had a heroic home run in the third inning to put the Braves ahead three runs. Wrapping up from the NHL, the Canes will look to stay undefeated at 8 0. They travel to Chicago to take on a winless Blackhawks team. Puck drop for that game is set for 8 30. Expect to start in the net for the Canes is Frederick Anderson, while the Hawks will likely go with Mark Andre Fleury. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Pirate fans, single game tickets are on sale now for as low as $20 for three great games to come. East Carolina will take on the Bulls of South Florida, the Temple Owls for Hall of Fame weekend, and then Thanksgiving weekend, it's nationally ranked Cincinnati. For tickets, go to ecupirates.com. You can take this with purple. Finally, Greenville has a new P.T.'s Grill. P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill is open on Greenville Boulevard across from Ashley Furniture. With burgers, fries, chicken sandwiches, salads, even two vegan burgers. P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill uses fresh, never-frozen beef and chicken, plus their famous hand-cut fries are prepared daily for each meal. They also have hand-squeezed lemonade and local beers on tap. For lunch or dinner, check out P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, and you'll understand what all the excitement is about. Are you ready to put your HVAC training to good use? Advanced Mechanical Heating and Air Conditioning is hiring service technicians with a minimum three years of experience. Advanced Mechanical treats our customers and employees like family. We offer competitive pay, benefits, and a great work environment. With cooler weather on the way, we need team members who are ready to work and provide exceptional service to our customers. Advanced Mechanical ensures customers aren't left out in the cold by providing free system replacement evaluations. And when it's replacement time, a new train system offers customers 
Congress peace of mind. Drain systems are reliable, energy efficient, and provide clean air to homes and businesses. It's hard to stop a train. Advanced Mechanical employees are also reliable. They must be drug-free, pass a background check, and have a valid North Carolina driver's license. Be a part of the area's leading heating and air conditioning team. Visit the careers page on our website, advancemechnc.com, or call us at 252-355-9191. Advanced Mechanical, customer committed through the seasons. We paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Want to watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? I, it, it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. It was many, many years ago. A very kind announcer gave a plucky upstart a lot of time. Stan Cotton would, would come on my old shows back in the day. And he probably regretted every moment. But somehow we've conned him to coming on this program here. Stan Cotton, longtime voice of uh, Wake Forest, one of the nicest guys in the business. It's great to talk to you again, Stan. I hope you're well. I'm well, Patrick. You're you're uh, you're very kind. Good to hook up again, and I uh, hope you and uh, your circle of influence as well. <laughs> hey, how about how about the uh, break up the Demon Deacons, right? Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a fun year, and there's an awful long way to go. But that being said, that these first eight weeks have been uh, j- just very special. It feels a whole lot like 2006 when Wake went on and won the ACC title. But you know, a lot of a lot of things have to happen for this to be a really special year. But at, at the same time, you know, and in the same breath, it already has been a, a special year in a lot of different ways you know, with national rankings and college football playoff and, and the start uh, to the season for Wake. So it's it's been fun. It, the ride has been interesting and electric. And, uh, you know, it's it's cliche to talk about one week at a time. But, you know, you really have to do that. I mean, you, you, you can't – you just can't survive if you're looking too far ahead. So uh, we're just kind of strapped on, you know, for a few days at a time and, and – you know what this week will bring i don't know and then we move on to the next one so it's it's been fun to be a part of it really has from the ecu perspective uh we kind of watch what cincinnati found themselves in as far as the initial rankings and where they were uh so to a degree i think there probably is a little bit of uh correlation with wake forest in that obviously both programs are undefeated that uh there's a million reasons why we're told on the on last night's television show that Cincinnati will not make the top four. 
And then there's a million reasons why Wake Forest, you know, is not in the in the conversation. Um, some of these are applicable to Cincinnati and Wake as well, I, w- I would have to imagine. But also, I've read some articles uh, last night and this morning that, well, Pitt is the best chance that the ACC has. But last I checked, the Demon Deacons are the one that uh, are in a great spot and are undefeated. So, uh, you know, I, I, I guess enjoy the ride. You're number nine right now in, in these rankings for what that's worth. Yeah, and you just have to, I think probably, for those of us close to the program, I think you you really have to approach it like Dave Clawson is approaching it and talked about yesterday in his press conference. It's like, look, you're not – there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of opinions. There are a lot of numbers that may lead someone down this particular road to say something. And, and I, you just you have to try to cancel all that out and, and keep it at arm's length. And just, as I said, it's cliche, but just just go from one week to the next and, you, and, and you know, try to get another win and then move on to the next one and uh, and and in the end, you'll you'll stack them up and see how many wins you have, and that'll put you here, put you there. I, it's just um, you you can't control any of that, and so why? And this is again from inside the weight camp. Sure, you know why why waste your time thinking about it, talking about it, entertaining what if, what what this, what that. Uh, and for those of us who are kind of on the inside yet also, we have to be a part of the outside, like you and I are talking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's kind of frustrating. You know, you, you know, Wake is not in this position every other year like uh, Alabama or Ohio State or whatever. And I just watched that selection show last night. And instead of talking about all the positive things that are going on at Wake, they just kind of poo-pooed Wake, you know, right out of the gate. Right. And, yeah. And the league, and the league as well, and and you know, talking about how the the ACC championship game is going to be a dud, and it's like, well, you know that that's several weeks away. How 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 could one know what the ACC? I mean, the ACC's got great quarterbacks, and great quarterbacks tend to produce really fun, entertaining, great games. Uh, and so we'll see what shakes out, but it's you know, it's just. Yeah. It is what it is, uh, and, I, and I know that the Wake Forest players and the Wake Forest coaches and the, and the fans are going to enjoy this, regardless of where it ends, because it's going to end in a good place. Uh, it's going to end in a nice bowl game and a nice season, and it could be real nice, but you know you, you have to go at it one week at a time. Sure. Four-time North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year honoree. Stan Cotton, voice of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, non-conference game against uh, UNC this week in uh, Chapel Hill. We'll get into more of that uh, in a moment. A couple more notes on, you know, where Wake Forest is uh, and, and as far as, you know, the big picture. And I and, and I will we'll drill down again on UNC specifically. But I think it's pretty fair to say as far as an ACC Atlantic championship goes, it does come down to, final three weeks of the season, and then I guess just trying to be in a position to hang around, to be in a position to, to maybe, you know, make a little bit of a run at this uh, this four. You do have to win out. That would be played out over the next five weeks, but, you know, that also includes this game this week. So do, do you let yourself in some way 
because that's all we heard for, about the Cincinnati thing. Well, Cincinnati needs help in front of them, but they'll need help behind them. I mean, are, will you engage in any of that from the fan standpoint of, okay, if we do this, this, and this, here we are? Uh, yeah, you know, not a whole lot, Patrick. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm a little longer in the tooth than I was. <laughs> it's, 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 how, it's, it's how you have to live your life, I, I think. Um, you know, conjecture is fun. Discussions are fun. They're all fun. They're all entertaining. But they don't really mean a whole lot. I mean, you, you have to go out. You know, it's hard back to the games themselves. I mean, it's it's hard to win a college football game these days. I, I just – the game at Army for Wake was, was one of those, I think, perfect illustrations of that. I mean, I have – I've been doing this for 42 years calling games 26 at Wake now and I've never seen an offensive performance like that 10 touchdowns on 11 possessions and yet it was a hard game to win you know (laughs) because Army was doing its thing on on its side when it when it had the ball Mm -hmm. Uh, and so college games are just hard to win and if you start living in the well if we can do this 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 and this well we're going to be in the ACC title game. Well, look, you got Carolina this week, and that's not going to affect the standing. Right, so right. the next yeah. one you really have to, you know, think about is NC State. And if you get much past NC State, you could be in trouble. So I, all these conversations are fun to be a part of and and, and whatnot. But you know, it, it the rubber hits the road on the field between the lines this week and then next week. And we, you know, this is. I sound like an old coach, and, and maybe I've been around <laughs> old coaches too long. I, I can't think any other way. But yeah. it, you know, it, it's when you, and, and from Wake's point of view, right now, uh, an historic start. Never been eight and zero ever. Uh, never won eight straight games ever in the history of Wake Forest football. So, you know, while it's fun to think of, well, wow, they could be nine and zero, ten and zero, eleven, whatever. It's fun to think about that, but just as soon as you do. You know, you run into a buzzsaw at Carolina, and and, and you know, and and that narrative starts to, to to fall apart. So I, you know, yeah, these are these are fun conversations to have. It, it's a cool time, but you know, reality is that man, is it hard to win a game, any game? I don't care whom you play. Um, and I I used to think that was kind of coach speak, but mm-hmm. you know, you 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 watch these games every week. And doggone it, they're, they're hard to win. I, I, it, this, it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody's got good players. You know, the, 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 the COVID stuff last year, teams are older this year, all of them, uh, because they've got players coming back that normally would not have from last year. So they're just – they're older, they're more experienced, they're wiser. Uh, everybody's well coached. And, uh, you know, it's just difficult to go four quarters and come out on the winning side. Voice of the Demon Deacons, uh, 8-0 Wake Forest and football, Stan Cotton. So you, uh, I mean, it's, it's very difficult. There has to be commitment there. So where, where, how did we get to this point with Wake Forest? Is it Dave Clawson? And this is kind of how I understand it, obviously Coach Clawson, but then there's been a commitment to put resource into the program. Yeah, no question. And, and it, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of moving parts uh, to, to Wake's situation right now. And, and I think you have to give most of the credit 
or a good chunk of it anyway, to, to Dave Clawson and the way he has built back this program to be a sustainable force, not just a, you know, every three, four years, rise up, have a really good year. Um, you know, Wake now being bowl eligible, it'll be six years in a row. Well, Wake's never been to six straight bowl games, never been to five, mm-hmm. uh, but it's going to be six now. Just, you know, we got to find out which one. Um but just the architect of all of that has been Dave Clawson. He has really, really uh, recruited well, especially over the last two, three years, in, in finding the right kind of guy that can, number one, get in Wake Forest academically. It's tough. Mm-hmm. But you got to find the, the combination of a guy that not only can get in school and stay in school, Patrick, but obviously you got to find a guy that can compete you know, at the highest level of college football in the ACC, you got to find a guy that can walk out on the field and stand toe to toe with, with Carolina and Louisville and, and Clemson, all these other schools that you play every week that have a lot of resources like, like uh, everybody else does these days and all that kind of stuff. But you got to find that player. And, and, and Dave Clawson has the deepest team he's ever had. And that just means they've really done a nice job uh, in recruiting, especially the last two or three years. But then you have to have, you know, what does it take to get those players? Well, it takes much better facilities than Wake had just a few years ago because those kids come in, they say, well, yeah, you got a nice campus. I'm going to get a great education. But, well, Wake's kind of eliminated the but part of it now because for folks who have not been on Wake's campus in years, you wouldn't recognize the place. Um, with, with all the brand new facilities that they have, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and we go around all over the country. I, I just, Wake has as nice facilities as anybody. I mean, they're just indoor buildings and uh, performance centers and, and just all these, and, and more to come. Wake got another commitment, several million dollars this past uh, weekend, going to continue to build more. And it's, and it's not to go over and above every, it's just kind of to keep pace. Yeah. with those in college football that are committed to the football program. And, and Wake uh, is committed from the top down, from uh, from the president's office to the athletic director's office, uh, all, all the way down. And that's what you have to have if you say, yep, we want to be committed. We want to have a chance to play for championships. Well, it, it, it takes more than just talking about it. And Wake Forest has really stepped up. Oh, we've got uh, Stan Cotton. It's uh, UNC hosting Wake Forest this weekend. So four and four in Greenville. Hey, we're on the cusp of getting back to a bowl game. We have something to play for. Four and four in Chapel Hill. What a disappointing uh, year. But, you know, that 500 means you've been good and you've been not so good at times this year. So when you look at this, even though it's non-conference, I remember you telling me years ago that Wake – it's really fired up for big four matchups, and, and that's still, I think, very much the case, I would imagine. Uh, how do you kind of see this uh, this particular game unfolding on Saturday? Yeah, well, you know, and, and it is worth noting every other minute that it is a non-conference game. Right. I think it's great yeah. that, that you know, the Wake folks and the Carolina folks said, you know what, you know, expansion of the ACC mostly has been good, but, but some of the bad of it is that the big four don't play every year and and so i think you know the carolina fan base and the wake fan base appreciate the fact that hey the deeks and the tar heels are going to play football this year 
uh, even though it's a non-conference game, we're glad that this is going on instead of, you know, if you're a Carolina person, instead of playing somebody else, pick one, and, and the same with Wake. So so it's a good thing. The, the, the players, I think, really enjoy it. I know the Wake Forest uh, players certainly enjoy having a, a crack at North Carolina. Um, so I think this is a really good game. And you, you mentioned, uh, you know, Wake liking the big four matchups, and they certainly do. And Wake makes a big, big deal about this. I mean, they, you know, some of their goals are, hey, look, we want to be the, the best team in the state. Well, okay, you got a chance to do that. You're going to play all three of them, you, you know, Duke, uh, State, and Carolina. So you got a chance to do it. Um, it, it helps in recruiting across the state, no question, and in the region. Um, so this is, you know, it's a, it's a it's a really good matchup. And Carolina, you know, we talked about how hard it is to win. I mean, my good buddy, the late Skip Prosser, used to, and he was a, he was a huge football fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to talk about, I don't know how you football guys do it. You know, that ball hits the ground, you don't know where it's going. You know, it's not round like a basketball is. And so, uh, you know, Carolina's had a you know a bounce here or there. And, and the record would be a whole lot better. So, uh, but this is still a really good team, especially on the offensive side. And you know, you know, Sam Howell and Kerr are going to give Wake fits this week. They're going to. That's yeah. just you know, you, that's kind of understood. You know that going in. So, but I think you know, on the Wake side, Sam Hartman will will give Carolina fits. Uh, you know, it's at least on paper that's what it looks like it's going to be. So, we'll see how it shakes out. But it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, first game. Wake ever played, or the first ACC school Wake ever played was Carolina, way, way back in the day. So uh, this will be going on for a long time. Uh, Stan, let me uh, ask you about uh, ECU and Wake Forest uh, scheduled to play one another, I think, again in 2027, and then 28 right now, that's a home-and-home. They played a few years ago back in the Steve Logan, Jim Grobe uh, days, and uh, Wake got the better of a lot of those. Is that a matchup you'd kind of like to see? maybe played with a little more frequency? I, I, I would. I, I think, you know, uh, East Carolina, Appalachian, I, I just think some of these regional games uh, where, you know, the fans could, you know, easily get down to Greenville, vice versa, up to Winston. I, I just, I think it'd be great. Now, I, I get why maybe, uh, Wake maybe wouldn't want to play Appalachian every year and, and, and East Carolina. You know, I get mm-hmm. some of the reasons why, you know, that, that maybe is not what they're going to do. But I think just from a, just from an entertainment, uh, standpoint, from, uh, you know, having packed stadiums, all those types of things, uh, I think it'd be good television. It'd be good media, you know, leading up to those, you know, a lot of good things about them. Um, so yeah, I, I I would love to see that. I mean, I would I would rather play those types of, of games than the others that you know that, that would not elicit you know fan travel or as much fan travel and all those types of things. So uh, I don't know if they I, no I do know I know they don't listen to me at all <laughs> in in the uh, in the athletic director suite. Yeah. Uh, but but you know fans would love them. Uh, but I get why maybe coaches don't want to do that uh, as often as you and I would like or, or, or the fans would like. Yeah. Hey, Stan, great to talk to you. I appreciate your time greatly and uh, certainly uh, happy for you from the standpoint. I'm sure this year is a lot of fun to be behind the mic uh, calling 
what a season it's been. Best of luck against you and seeing the rest of the way for you guys. Patrick, thanks a lot. We we appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. And, uh, again, hope to do it again soon. And good luck to East Carolina. And, and maybe we can get these two together sooner than later. Take care, Stan. You bet. Big thanks to Stan Cotton there. Wake Forest Stephen Deacon's play-by-play man. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Courtney. We'll catch you tomorrow. Jim Zoki will join us. Moving Zoke around a little bit this week, but we'll talk Panthers-Patriots coming up on Sunday. Uh, That's when you join us, 5 o'clock tomorrow, right here for the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great evening, everybody.